0: Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.
1: Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Being Called to God. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hello everyone,
0: welcome. My name is Roland and the program is called Shedding Shackles. I want to help you shed the shackles of the past. I'm writing an introduction to a book that I'm editing. I'm editing The Spiritual Guide by Miguel Molinos, who was a mystic who lived in Spain and Italy. And he wrote The Spiritual Guide, which is a perennial classic in uh, Christian mystical literature. And I've edited a version of it and i'm going to be publishing it very soon it'll be on amazon and i'm writing an introduction to it and miguel molino's talked about contemplative prayer about infused prayer about contemplation in other words in other words getting close to god and he said that you know for example reading a scripture verse he said it's nice and He said, it's nice to read it and think about it and ponder it. He said, that's very nice. But he said that you have to get beyond that. He said, you have to get beyond that to actually experience God. You have to get something from God. See, the the scripture verse is nice. The thinking about it is nice, the pondering it is nice, and the questioning it and wondering about it is nice. But he said those are human things. But the the being called to God, being drawn to God, experiencing the touch of God is given by God it's a divine thing it's a divine implemented thing so do you do you understand and so molinos talked about finding this closeness to god well it's very beautiful and what i want to say today is that There are undoubtedly, and this is what I was writing about in the introduction, you are gonna have to get it. Because the introduction is, is better than the book is than the the book itself, if I dare say so. See, Molinos talks about what you what you would like to attain, what we should attain. But what's missing is the how to. That's what's missing the how-to. And if I may humbly but boldly state so, I think I have found the how-to. Now, where where was I going to say? Oh yes, what I was going to say is that there are undoubtedly in this world many, many, many noble souls around around the globe who are humble and who love God and want to love their fellow human beings. And these noble souls are very close to their conscience, very close to their intuition, and they're actually very close to God. And they don't need to read about contemplative prayer or infused prayer or meditation. They don't need a little help sitting quietly and becoming still and becoming centered in order to be in a state of mind where you can be closer to God. They don't need that, because they already have it. Now, such as these will listen to me, and they will appreciate where I'm coming from. And they will hear about some of the benefits that Molinos talked about in getting closer to God. And they'll understand and appreciate because they've experienced it. And so they're grateful to hear it, but they don't need it. But there are many people, many, many, many people in the world who are so entangled in their thoughts and their emotions and their problems. They're so enmeshed and so entangled. Their thoughts rise up and overpower them. Their emotions rise up and overpower them. And they can't see the forest for the trees. See, they're like underneath the water. They know that up above is a blue sky, and birds singing and birds flying and they know there are puffy clouds and they want to get a breath of fresh air but they're so lost down there so entangled in their thoughts and their emotions and their memories of what happened what people did to them that they can't get they can't get their head above water not to mention the fact that they've been fooled and tricked and deceived and misled and abused and exploited, and they don't trust anybody anymore. They want to get free, but they don't know how. They're too lost. Well, it is for such people that when somebody like me comes along, it's like, a godsend. It's like a breath of fresh air, because I say and talk about things that they've always yearned for deep in their heart, and they've always wanted it to exist, and they know that it exists, but they've never found it, and they haven't been able to reach out to it. But then they hear me, and it's like a breath of fresh air. I'm a man with a microphone, so people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. I'm just a person, and I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. And not only that, but they know then that it does exist again, which they've always known anyway, but they just need to have it validated on the outside, that's all. And then such people like that, with a little bit of help from me, are able to very quickly, very quickly bridge the gap between them and God. See, there's a little bridge See, just, just like there, there's a bridge between this earthly life and eternal life. There's a little bridge. And there's also a bridge between matter and spirit. There's a point where they touch, and matter cannot enter into the spiritual but spiritual can enter into the mat into matter but you need to be there at that place so that it can happen and so such people need a little helping hand because they're too entangled so when they hear me talk and then they hear what I, what I have to say for example what is it that pulls people down well it's obviously hurt feelings and anger and resentment and so on toward other people. Well, if I point out that, you know something, you really oughtn't to be reacting all the time. And they said, yes, I know that. And then they say, I don't want to react. I don't want to get mad at my wife, but I do. I don't want to get mad at my husband, but I do. I don't want to be impatient with my kids, but I do. I don't want to get upset when they give me extra work at the office, but it makes me mad I don't want to get upset when I'm out driving, but people cut me off and they drive too fast and it gets me angry. And when I say to them, I say, well, you know what? There's one little thing that causes you to fall into anger and upset and so on and so forth over and over and over and over again. And it ruins your relationship with your kids, with your partner, with at work, with everybody. And it makes you guilty. And then I say, you know what that is? It's resentment. That's it. That's the linchpin. That's the thing that causes you to fall into your emotions. And then leads to all the complications of having fallen into your emotions, not to mention ruined relationships and upset and a a tummy ache and headache and everything else. Resentment. And then they say, Oh, you're right. Resentment. And they say, Well, what is resentment? I said it's a little bit of hate it's a little rejection of truth. It's a little hate. It's a little rejection or denial of reality. It's a little wanting your will to be done and resenting other people when their will is done and so on and so forth. That's what it is. And they say, oh, and I said, you have to let go there because it's wrong. And then they see it. And seeing that Then they go out in the world and they can watch for resentment and then let it pass. when they let it pass, then they don't fall into the anger. Or there may still be a little bit of anger, but then less and less and less. You see what I mean? There's a little anger left because of the conditioning process. But now you get it. And then I say something like, what else is it that keeps you down all the time? What is it that defeats you and puts you down and keeps you down? They say, well, I'm always worried about stuff. I'm worried about this and worried about that and thinking about what they did to me in the past and what my wife did. And then I think about what I should have done and how I messed up and I feel bad. And I then I think about all kinds of worries and everything and they just keep pulling me into them. And then I try to play video games or, you know, watch movies or I try to think about other things and then I get lost in them and they they kind of pull me down and take my energy and rob and defeat me. So I'm always lost in thinking and daydreaming and fantasy and and worry. I said, all right, so what are you going to do about it? And then they say, I don't know. I say, well, the struggling with your thoughts, is that going to help? They said, no, it's not. Then I say, well, you know what you need to do? You need to just learn how to stand back from them. Just stand back. So you're not lost in thoughts. See, they want to pull you in, don't they? They always pull you in and you get lost in thoughts. So you have to to take a mental step back and watch the thought so that you're like on on the bank of the river and the river is flowing by and you're safely standing on the bank. There's a big difference between standing on the bank and watching the river flow by or jumping into the river and being pulled along down to the rapids. You see what I mean? I say another way of looking at it is like the general... You're standing up on the platform behind the podium, and you're watching the troops parade by. See what I mean? You're in charge. So you must learn how to be the thinker. See, you're not the thoughts. You're the thinker of thoughts. And the thinker, you can watch the thoughts and not be lost in them. You see what I mean? So you separate from them and watch them. And when you get pulled into them, then something reminds you and you see that you're lost in them and suddenly you're not lost in them again. So one moment you're in the water, the next moment you're floating down toward the, uh, toward the rapids. And then all of a sudden you realize it and then you're standing on the bank watching the river instead of being in it. Do you understand? So that's all you have to do. Watch those thoughts.
1: In these challenging times in which we live, Roland has decided to make the complete four-part meditation exercise available for free to those who cannot afford a donation. The meditation exercise is a tool for dealing with stress and remaining centered. To listen to the complete four-part meditation exercise, simply go to SheddingShackles.com and click on the middle icon, Meditation. That's SheddingShackles.com
2: Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program. For over 25 years, Roland Trujillo has been helping people shed the shackles of unhappy memories consisting of upset, hurt feelings, and negative emotions that bind them to the past. Over the years, many people have listened to and benefited from Roland's positive message. Perhaps you too can discover the secret to becoming free from the past and moving forward to live a new life of joy and purpose. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. This
1: is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. I'm also a pianist, and played some of the music that you hear on Shedding Shackles, such as the one you're listening to now, the Spanish dance number 8, Asturiana, by the Spanish composer Enrique Granados. Thanks for listening.
0: And when you get pulled into them, then something reminds you and you see that you're lost in them and suddenly you're not lost in them again. So one moment you're in the water. The next moment you're floating down toward the, uh, toward the rapids. And then all of a sudden you realize it. And then you're standing on the bank watching the river instead of being in it. Do you understand? So that's all you have to do. Watch those thoughts. See, they're always going to be rising up. They're going to rise up with doubts, with fears, with worries with what about this, with what about that, endlessly distracting you, just watch them. Because, see, here's the magic. When you learn to not resent other people, to be patient with other people, and you learn to stand back from your thoughts, then you have a space. And in that space, you can receive something from God. And what you get from Him is a power. See, when you stand back, when you no longer are struggling with thoughts, when you're no longer resenting people, when you're no longer lost in being pulled away, God gives you the power to watch the thoughts and to hold them back a little bit. You see them, but they don't impinge upon you. He gives you the power to see your unruly emotions and you watch them and They don't get out of hand. He gives you that power so you can stand back and watch. And there you are safe. And there, there's a calming of the seas. Christ was able to calm the waters. God will give you the power to do a little thing, but a little thing which will be your salvation. He will give you the power to quieten the emotions and watch the thoughts, see them at a distance, but without falling into them, and then you will be safe. There was once a general, a great army general, General Schwarzkopf, and they asked him one time, they said, have you ever been in great danger? And he said, yes. And they said, what did you do? And he said something to the effect that he said, well, I, I don't know how to describe it exactly, but when there's great danger, I pull into myself. I withdraw somehow, mentally I withdraw, and I watch. And from that safe space, a little bit distant, I watch. And the danger passes, and I am safe. Do you understand? So now I exhort you to ponder what I've said and find that missing thing in your life. You know what it is? It's God. Find Him and you've found everything. See, but here's the thing. Just hearing about religion, hearing about God, hearing about Jesus, it's not enough. You have to experience Him in your innermost being. And what's blocking you right now from experiencing Him is undoubtedly resentment and being lost in your thoughts, lost in your daydreams and were lost in your worries and doubts and fears. And so you have to learn how to stand back from those so you can get clear of them, okay? It's like coming up out of being under the ocean, coming up to the surface, and there's the blue sky and the puffy clouds. And you take a wonderful, deep breath of fresh air. That's what you need to do to come out of those daydreams that become nightmares. Rise above them and then find reality. The blue sky and the puffy clouds and where the birds are singing. And that's why I've made a little meditation, too. I've made a little meditation that has been very, very helpful to some people. It's been very helpful to me. And I think it uh, could be just what, what you need if you really and truly want to get better and find out the purpose for your existence and find out just where you've been going wrong and what's been blocking you from finding all the good things that life can hold. Christ said, the wind blows wherever it will, and you hear the sound it makes, but do not know where it comes from and where it is going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. The wind moves but we don't see it yet it can be a tremendous force the wind can be gentle like a summer breeze or it can be a powerful force that whips the waves and shakes the trees wind a force you cannot see and wind is actually an analogue at a lower level of the pretime force the pre-time force is that force that is in another dimension, that is timeless, but that touches our dimension. In fact, made and makes and sustains our dimension. It's everywhere. It's gravity. And in fact, it shapes, molds, twists, revolves, spins itself into things. Everything that you see, beginning with the smallest particle is made from it and yet we don't know we don't see it you can't see it and it's it's of another dimension it's timeless but it enters into our dimension and it is creative and it is powerful and it governs everything now it is everything it makes you the flower the bee, the, the rock, the planet, everything is made of it. This force spins itself into little spinning proto particles, little spinning monopoles that combine together, opposite spins combining, and then making bigger and bigger particles and electrons and even light. A couple of examples of this force. So you can take note of it. For example, when you are in your car, if you press very hard on the accelerator, you accelerate. And as you accelerate, you feel a force pushing on you. That is, in fact, that pre-time force pushing upon you. You see, it regulates. In fact, it sets the speed limit for the universe. Light somehow has a special relationship with the lines of this force and A photon of light surfs, you've heard of surfing the internet, the photon of light surfs the universe. It is dedicated to a line of force, and it follows that line of force, and it goes on forever following that line of force, but it only reaches a certain speed, the speed of light, and no faster, because there's a regulating force. See, these lines of force go through each other without affecting each other. Just like Albert Einstein's phantom trains passing on the same track. Two phantom trains going through each other. Likewise, these lines of force go through each other. The photon rides the line of force in one direction, but coming from the opposite direction is a line of force that when the photon reaches a certain speed, the speed of light, then it restrains it. Do you see? And it appears when there's some kind of change. If you're traveling along at the same speed in your frame of reference relative to everything else, you don't feel it. So when you're driving down the highway, you could be going 60 miles an hour and you don't feel any restraining force. But the moment you romp down on the accelerator and start to accelerate, you feel the push upon you. It's marvelous. So can you see that this Pretime time force, this mysterious powerful force that you can't see but which shapes everything and regulates everything and restrains everything and moves everything. Can you see that it's analogous to the spirit, to God's love that he sends and to the Holy Spirit, which teaches and restrains and regulates and gives powers to the human being. And so spirit from God has an analogy And that is the pre-time force, the gravity force, the field around us. And another analogy would be the wind. Christ often spoke of the wind. The wind is like breath, the breath of God that moves, that you can't see it, but it moves and has power and is creative and has effects. And yet, when the Spirit moves, it enters and it makes wonderful changes and restrains and teaches and is creative, then it's gone. And it made wonderful changes, but it itself is not changed. It's like a catalyst. It enters in and operates, but it is not changed. It is not used up. It gives without having to lose of itself. And it can give forever because it's infinite there's no end to it. It's the magic of God. So we could call this pretime force, which is the subject of this little talk. And I, I just wanted to mention spirit, and I want to mention the wind as analogies. This mysterious force, we could call it the God force. It is the medium that God uses to create and regulate and move upon and sustain this physical dimension in which we live. It's the most wonderful thing, and all you have to do is begin to accelerate, and there it is. There it is, restraining. See, it moves, creates, it sustains, it gives life even, and then it gently restrains what it has made. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Until next time, Lord willing, and the Greek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.